Welcome to Dear Runner Bod, the pod dedicated to helping you embrace your runner's body. I'm Serena Marie RD, a registered dietitian and body image coach who wants you to stop dieting and start fueling the athlete within. While I am a medical professional, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure. Now, let's start rewriting your body's story. It is time for this week's review of the week. And this week's winner is Aunt J. Stew. Aunt J. Stew said, life affirming and inspiring. Serena is an expert, yet she manages to make difficult topics easy to understand and relatable. She can completely change the way you think about food, health, and self-love. She is simply the best and I cannot recommend highly enough. Thank you so much, Aunt J. Stew. Please feel free to reach out and DM me at Serena Marie RD to claim your totally free masterclass. We have so many topics to choose from at this point about running nutrition or self-love and body acceptance, just whatever is the topic that is most helpful for you is the masterclass you get to claim. If you're listening and you're like, hey, I want a free masterclass, that sounds pretty great, then all you have to do is head to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. If you leave a review, you will be entered into a weekly raffle to win the review of the week. And then you can pick your own masterclass to choose from. No matter what streaming service you are using to listening to this podcast, sharing it, subscribing, leaving reviews helps us to spread the word that all runner bods can be runner bods. And we don't have to have a certain shape or size in order to consider our body a runner body. You are simply good enough as is. Thank you for spreading the word, friend, and congrats, Aunt J. Stu. Today, we're going to talk about Pop-Tarts. And the reason we need to talk about Pop-Tarts is because they are having a moment. If you are following running dietitians on Instagram, then you know all of us have banded together and decided Pop-Tarts are the thing. And I don't know, Pop-Tarts just, I feel like for a lot of people, myself included, a lot of my clients, Pop-Tarts have this very like powerful story in our memory. I know for me, I can remember very vividly being in my PJs on the floor of my living room as a child, watching commercials and the Pop-Tarts would like fly out of the toaster and into the kid's hand and they would skateboard to school eating their Pop-Tart. And, you know, they just seemed like this really fun, delicious, brightly colored food that I was not allowed to eat because my mom was like, that's not healthy for you. That's not good for you. You can't have all that sugar. Definitely not for breakfast. And so we never had Pop-Tarts in the house. I would have them occasionally when I would visit my cousins. My cousins had all of the cereal, like the Fruit Loops and, you know, the cereal that um, my mom wouldn't let me have, the Pop-Tarts. And so that was like my, you know, foray into these fun breakfast foods was when I would go visit family. But otherwise, I wasn't allowed to have Pop-Tarts. And so as an adult now, I have to say, I never thought about Pop-Tarts until I, and I can't even remember who it was, but someone reminded me of of Pop-Tarts, of toaster pastries. And when I saw this running dietitian eating the toaster pastry, I was like, okay, wait a second. That is genius. Because when we think about pre-workout nutrition, when we think about food that is perfect before we go running, we want super easy to digest carbohydrate. We want 
food that is going to spike our blood sugar quickly so that when you go running, you have that sugar available for your muscles to utilize and there's not stress happening in the body. Your body has the energy quickly delivered to it, right? You have quickly delivered to her. I'm working on giving my body her pronouns back. So giving your body, giving her the energy she needs to be well-fueled on her run. Okay. So toaster pastries are obviously perfect because many of us do run in the morning and, you know, while eating something like Swedish fish or gummy bears, um, you know, that's fine. That works well. There's something about having a breakfast toaster pastry that just really sat like perfectly in my mind as like the best pre-run fuel ever. Pop-Tarts. So personally, um, I have talked about this on Instagram. I know this is not super relevant to the topic at hand today, but I have tried out a few brands of toaster pastries. I kind of call them all Pop-Tarts, but obviously Pop-Tart is a brand. It is not, um, you know, all-encompassing of all the toaster pastries. So I've tried the Trader Joe's brand. I have tried the Pop-Tarts brand, and I've also tried the Nature's Path Organic brand. And, um, I find that of those three brands that I have tried, I prefer the Nature's Path Organic brand. And I really don't think it has to do with the branding, although maybe subconsciously it does. But what I find is, first of all, I prefer a chocolate toaster pastry. Like I don't want the strawberry. I don't want the fruit flavored ones. No, thank you. So that kind of eliminates Trader Joe's because Trader Joe's only has like strawberry and another flavor that's not chocolate. I can't remember. I did buy it though, um, just to try it out because I, I shop primarily at Trader Joe's. And I have to say the other complaint I have with the Trader Joe's toaster pastry is there's a lot of pastry and not a lot of filling. And I'm a big filling girl. So yeah, Trader Joe's not doing it for me. Then I bought Pop-Tarts brand. That was a very exciting moment for me. I was with my husband. I was like, oh my God, we got to buy Pop-Tarts. And he's like, what? And so we bought Pop-Tarts. I bought the s'mores flavor. I bought the fudge flavor. And they were good for sure. But they're definitely very, very sweet. And I realized that I had bought the Nature's Path Organic brand when I was at Wegmans. I think they didn't have Pop-Tarts, if I'm remembering correctly. And um, I bought the cocoa flavor or chocolate flavor. And I thought that was so delicious because the chocolate is more like mild tasting, more bitter tasting, um, more cocoa-y tasting. So the Nature's Path Organic is my fave toaster pastry. But let me know on Instagram if you disagree with me. People get very passionate in their defense of Pop-Tarts brand toaster pastries. And you know what? I appreciate the passion. (laughs) So make sure you DM me and let me know if you feel passionately that I am very wrong. Um, That would be fine with me. (laughs) Okay. So we're really getting distracted here. So yes, Pop-Tarts, they are having a moment. Now, that doesn't mean if you are a good old-fashioned, give me three sheets of graham crackers, give me a few handfuls of pretzels or a few handfuls of uh, like Honey Nut Cheerios. Those things all work too, right? There's nothing special about this toaster pastry obsession. There's nothing special about Pop-Tarts. However, I think another reason my love affair with Pop-Tarts or love affair with toaster pastries feels so important to me, feels so powerful to me, is because of my history with dieting. Like I said, this food 
goes way back into my memory as being a food that was forbidden. And even though it wasn't something that I was even intentionally thinking about, it was just kind of something my mom always said to me. And of course, my mom meant well. She loves me. She wants to keep me healthy and strong. She wasn't trying to create a damaged relationship with food for me. That's what inadvertently happened. And so when I eat Pop-Tarts, it feels like I'm taking the power back. I'm taking the power away from Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts are no longer this scary, bad food, this forbidden food that I can't be trusted around. And it is now a food that feels really good in my body when I run. It digests really quickly. I have a very sensitive stomach. So the fact that I can eat a Pop-Tart less than 30 minutes before I go running, get tons of energy to fuel my long runs and my sprinting workouts, this is a huge deal for me. Like This is really exciting for me because my sensitive stomach is really annoying to deal with. And so I'm taking my power back. I'm taking Pop-Tarts and I am using them in a way that makes me feel really good in my body. And this is really exciting because for a long time, for basically all of my 20s, I mean, yeah, like I, I started dabbling in intuitive eating and food freedom late in my 20s, maybe when I was around 28, 29. But for most of my 20s, right? For for most of my 20s, I would never touch a Pop-Tart. It was such a bad food in my mind. It was unhealthy in my mind. And if we think about it now, it's funny, right? Because that unhealthy relationship with food was actually the thing that was driving me to give the power to the Pop-Tart. So the Pop-Tart felt like this food that I could not be trusted around. Because when Pop-Tarts were in the house, all I could think about was, oh my God, there is a Pop-Tart in my house. I can't believe this. This is so exciting. I get to eat Pop-Tarts. I'm an adult. My mom's not here to stop me and I can eat all the sugar I want. And it literally leads your brain to become fixated on this stupid food and that now has all this power over you. This was a really big disconnect for me in my 20s. In my 20s was when I kind of realized I wanted to dive into the world of runners. I wanted to work with runners. Um, I kind of accidentally kind of started specializing in running nutrition because I was a runner. And, um, you know, way back when, the earlier days of Facebook and Instagram, there weren't so many running dietitians. And so people would reach out to me and they'd be like, hey, you're a dietitian, you run. Can you help me with my running nutrition? And so I started reading tons of books and literature and going to conferences and taking um, you know, classes online about running nutrition. I started getting certifications and specializations in running nutrition. And it was this really weird thing for me because I started learning things like having sugar before your run, having sugar during your run is good for you. It boosts your performance. It lowers stress hormone in the body. It gives your body the much needed tool that she needs to be well-fueled. It gives her energy, right? Sugar gives your body energy. And I was coming from this place where I was really struggling with, is sugar addictive? Is sugar bad for you? Doesn't sugar cause diabetes? But the more you dive into the science, the more you read about how addiction, food addiction, and I'm, I'm doing quotations here, food quote unquote addiction works, you start to learn how you know, food addiction, the treatment for food addiction is completely different than the treatment for alcohol addiction or drug addiction, right? When somebody's addicted to drugs or alcohol, 
the solution is to remove those substances from the li- their life. But with food, we can't remove food from someone's life because they'll die. We need food for energy. And you may be thinking, okay, but you can remove sugar. We can remove sugar from someone's life. They can eat other foods besides sugar. But that's not how biology works. Our body quite literally, our brain loves sugar. Our brain is fueled off of sugar. That is its preferred energy source. So when you remove carbohydrate, remember carbohydrate is sugar. Sugar is carbohydrate. Carbohydrate is sugar. When you eat a potato, what does it get broken down into your body? Sugar. You don't have little potatoes running around your bloodstream. You got sugar in your bloodstream, right? Carbohydrate is sugar. We cannot remove the body's preferred energy source without having biological consequences, without having um, increased sugar cravings, without experiencing increased hunger, preoccupation with food. That actually drives more of the addiction because you're now consumed and thinking about carbohydrate, thinking about sugar because your body is craving it, not because you're addicted to it, but because you biologically are wired to need it, to use it, to function properly. So the solution to food addiction is to actually give yourself unconditional permission to eat the food without judgment, to get curious about, wait a second, why is it that I'm craving chocolate cake at 9 p.m.? Is it because I'm addicted to chocolate cake or is it because all day long I didn't eat enough carbohydrate and I'm a runner and my body needs carbs to optimize performance to feel good in my skin? And so my body is saying, Let's get a lot of carbs at once. Chocolate cake will do the trick. Ice cream will do the trick, right? So when I'm thinking about Pop-Tarts and I'm thinking about my relationship with Pop-Tarts now as a 35-year-old versus when I was 25, when I was 25, if I, I, I like I said, I, I was starting to, I think 25 is literally around the time I started to get all this, you know, um, specialization in, in running nutrition. I tried bringing carbs into my life. So it wasn't Pop-Tarts. I don't want to pretend that Pop-Tarts was the food that I was um, buying and consuming because I I think I had too many food rules to, God forbid, eat Pop-Tarts back then. But eating foods like, for instance, bringing crackers into the house or bringing maybe some kind of candy into the house. So when I was... 25 and I started getting interested in sports nutrition, I wanted to apply all I had learned. I wanted to start optimizing my performance. And so I tried to bring simple carbohydrates back into the house. I bought crackers and pretzels, goldfish. I bought, trying to think, like candy for sure, like Starburst and um, gummy bears, gummy worms to be specific. And I was like, okay, this is great. I'm going to use my my newfound knowledge and I'm going to start fueling my runs correctly. And it was a disaster. It was a complete disaster. And bringing these carbohydrate-rich foods, bringing these sugary foods into the house, the crackers, the pretzels, the gummy worms, it didn't result in improved running performance. It resulted in binge eating. It resulted in stomach aches. It resulted in me feeling awful in my body, me feeling out of control around food. It resulted in me sitting, um, you know, coming home from work. I didn't work from home back then, but like sitting at my desk and at the hospital where I worked and thinking, I can't wait to go home and eat gummy bears. Like I can't wait to go running because I get to eat gummy bears. And then 
before my run, instead of eating a, you know, a handful or two of gummy bears so that I could have um, good digestion and feel good on my run, instead, I would binge eat a whole entire bag of gummy worms or gummy bears or crackers or pretzels. And I would feel so sick to my stomach because going running when your whole belly is filled with gummy bears doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel comfortable. And so I was like, wait a second, this doesn't work for me. I'm addicted to sugar. I can't have Pop-Tarts. I can't have gummy bears. I can't have pretzels before I go running because I don't have self-control. I'm not like the people in the sports nutrition articles that can have, you know, a bowl of something or a big handful of something and then go running. If I have it, I need to have it all. If I have Pop-Tarts, I need to eat the entire box. If I have pretzels, I need to eat the whole bag. If I have dried mango, that was another one, dried mango, I have to eat the whole bag. And so I thought that I can't be, you know, one of these people who followed sports nutrition guidelines because I didn't have the self-control. My biology was different than normal people's, again, heavy quotations here, and I'm too addicted to sugar to follow suit in all of these, you know, sports nutrition guidelines. And that was really how I kind of got into the fat adapted community where I started saying, I'm going to use fat for fuel. I'm going to go running fasted. I'm going to have some MCT oil and coconut oil and go for a run. Um, you know, never mind. I was pooping my pants all the time. But, you know, I didn't talk about that because at least I wasn't binge eating. Nobody wants to binge eat MCT oil. It is disgusting. (laughs) So I resolved that problem, quote unquote, but, you know, really caused a whole lot of other issues for myself. So for years, I was teaching sports nutrition. I was saying, hey, guys, before you go running, have waffles, have um, candy, have toaster pastries, have Rice Krispie treats, have Swedish fish. But I couldn't follow through on that advice myself because for me, it led to out of control eating. It led to binge eating. It led to eating to, in secret. It made me obsessed with the food. All I could think about was the food. The reason I'm talking about this actually is because yesterday I had a client call with a, a lady who had graduated recently from Food Freedom Runner Academy. And we were talking about Pop-Tarts. She is now training for a half marathon. It is her first half marathon in like three years or something. I can't remember. And we were talking about, you know, as her mileage is increasing and she's lifting more, what are some good pre-run treats? And we talked about toaster pastries. And I mentioned that to her. I said, hey, you know what? Toaster pastries are great. They are packed with sugar. You get so much bang for your buck. You get to eat one toaster pastry and get, you know, 35, 40 grams of carbohydrate. It is such a great way to get a lot of energy in that digests quickly. And she said to me, I'm afraid to have toaster pastries in my house, Serena. I am going to eat them all. I'm going to eat all of them at once. I'm not going to be able to do this. And it just flooded me with memories because I was like, holy cow, like that is a hundred percent how I would have felt 10 years ago, even freaking like six, seven years ago. I wouldn't have been able to bring toaster pastries into my house. I would have eaten them out of control. I would have binged on them. I wouldn't have just had one toaster pastry and gone for a run or, you know, two, depends on, depends on how far you're running, your size, et cetera. I would have had, you know, the whole box. And so I said to her, I said to my client, I said, listen, I know you're afraid. I know you are fearful, but you have made progress. Who you were then is not who you were, who you are now. And you have food freedom now. 
you have new tools, new resources, a new relationship with food that you never had before. And I really want you to try the toaster pastries. They sound good to you. They sound good in the morning to you. They are going to help you meet your energy needs. And I think it is a solution to our problem here. Our problem was that she was trying to get enough energy before her run and she had very specific food preferences of what she enjoys eating. So she bought the Pop-Tart. She bought three boxes of toaster pastries. And I followed up with her two weeks later and I said, hey, how is it going? How is having toaster pastries as your pre-workout fuel, how is that going? And the look on her face, it said it all. And it makes me emotional because again, I have lived this. I have lived this life. I know what it's like to go from a place where you are afraid of sugar and you feel addicted to it and out of control around it to a place where it is your friend and it is helping you have the best training season of your life because you're finally fueling correctly. She was like, Serena, I have gone through a box since I last spoke to you. I still have two more boxes in my cupboard because I have just been eating them like a normal person. Like I eat them before my runs, you know, on the days I work out and the days I don't work out, I don't want them. Like I just, I just, I'm not interested in them. Like they're great for the mornings I'm running, but it's not necessarily what I want to snack on at 3 p.m. or 5 p.m. or after dinner. Like I, I just, I just don't want them. This is she. And and she was just kind of like, I can't, I don't know if I can even put words to the way we were talking about it because so much of it was just in her face, like the emotion on her face of like, who am I? How am I doing this? Right? She's doing it because she has food freedom. Food Freedom Runner Academy gave her those tools to take something like a toaster pastry, which is an excellent food for runners, and to take it off of that place where it has so much power over you, where you feel like you can't have it in the house because you're not going to use it, quote unquote, correctly. You're too addicted, quote unquote, to sugar. You can't, quote unquote, trust yourself around that food. And to put it into this position where you have power over the Pop-Tart, you have agency over your body and you can decide which foods are going to make you feel good in your skin, make you feel better in your body, right? This is the power of being a food freedom athlete. Pop-Tarts, Rice Krispie Treats, um, gummy candy. These are, these are foods that are important for you as a runner to optimize your performance, to optimize your training, to give your body enough carbohydrate, to perform well, and to not have hormonal disruption as a female athlete. And yet these foods have been demonized in a way that makes a lot of us runners feel afraid to eat them, feel out of control around them. And that is where Food Freedom Runner Academy comes in because it literally is going to change the way you think about food. It is going to take your relationship with food and help you figure out how to think about it the way a sports dietitian thinks about food. A sports dietitian isn't thinking that's bad, that's addictive. She understands the science. And because I was a sports dietitian who was struggling with binge eating and struggling with food rules, I understand not only how to teach you the science, which is important for sure, but to also dive into that mental and emotional work that we need to do to start reframing our relationship with food so that we can adequately fuel our body like the athletes we are meant to be. We can tap into that potential that you have, your body has, if only she was getting the resources that she needed to be well-fueled, to be equipped, to run further, run faster, run better, run stronger, have more energy. 
just think about it. Think about how powerful it would be to come home from a long run and shower and then go out for the day and have the energy to hang out with your your partner, hang out with your kids, to hang out with your friends, to go hiking, go dancing, to not feel like you're exhausted and on the couch and you can't move because you didn't fuel correctly. This is the power of food freedom. So because you are listening to me rant about Pop-Tarts and listening to me rant about pre-workout snacks, I would love to invite you into our next round of Food Freedom Runner Academy. We are starting here in early, mid-September. And as a podcast listener, I would love to give you $100 off enrollment, which is awesome because it makes the program – the program is already a super great value considering you get eight weeks of coaching, eight weeks of food journal support, eight weeks of messenger support. There are so many perks to becoming a food freedom athlete. And now you get $100 off. So here's what you got to do. DM me at Serena Marie RD on Instagram, the word courage. And that's going to tell me, you know the code word, you're a podcast listener, you get the $100 off coupon. And that way we can chat. We can make sure you're the perfect fit before you join. And yeah. Oh my goodness. All I got to say is one word. Pop-Tarts. Life-changing Pop-Tarts. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? It's so ridiculous. It's such a simple joy. It's such a simple pleasure. And it's one that I totally deserve and you totally deserve. Having the power over food so that you can use food to optimize your training and optimize how you feel in your skin. That's all I want for you. And we're going to do it together this September. Can't wait. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dear RunnerBot. If you enjoyed what you heard, remember to subscribe and make sure you share today's episode. Also, if you're looking to download a free three-step guide to love your runner's bod, then head to serenamarierd.com. Can't wait to chat with you next week.